What what's up, my good people? What's up, my good people? It's been like forever. It's been like forever, but I'm back. I'm back and I enjoy it. And I'm and I'm glad to be on here tonight. And we're gonna cover a few things and we're gonna get into some old things, some new things, and some current events. But I am so glad to be back tonight. Um, I know it's been a lot of weight. I done got a lot of emails like, bro, when you coming back, but first off, in your opinion, season four is here. So let's get into it right off the rip. Hey. I'm from Akron, Ohio. We have we cannot move forward until we talk about Jalen Walker. So before we get into, you know, the other topics or whatever like that, um, I want all my people on YouTube, TikTok, all my people who are watching right now, um, tune in, like, and subscribe, turn bell notifications on and all that jazz. But we are going to get into, you know, this whole Jalen Walker situation and where do we stand at as Americans in America. So, you know, one of the things that, you know, just flat out i'm just gonna be honest it just bothers me off rip is the sequence of events that led up into it and i wasn't there i'm not a police officer um i don't i don't know what was going through mr walker's mind i don't know what was actually happening but all i can do is listen to the facts um even as they presented them and i'm unhappy um i'm disappointed i feel like i'm being lied to or led astray so and i feel like a lot of people feel like that across the country so tonight i do if you know what i'm saying if you guys want to chime in leave a comment and we can discuss this really briefly um that this whole jalen walker thing is is really exposing um a deeper thing for me and my my thing is <clears throat> when you take a a oath a oath to be a, a police officer um, it's to protect and serve, you know, to protect and serve. Now, a lot of people who don't live in this area don't understand some of the other circumstances that I feel lead, lead up into these situations. My first thing is there's an overabundance of white officers policing black communities and overabundance, whether that's not enough black um, officers applying, not enough uh, people of color applying, period. But in these major metropolitan areas, there's an overabundance of, of white people who are applying for these jobs and getting these jobs as Akron police officers and police officers, period. That is a problem. The problem is you're policing people that you do not understand. Now, the city of Akron used to have an ordinance that said, if you work for the city of Akron, you must live in the city of Akron. So you actually must be a part of the community to work for the city of Akron. They got rid of that rule some years ago, like I think about five or six years ago. I could be wrong. So now you have officers who don't even live in this neighborhood, in this city, in this community who are policing people in the community that they have no attachment to whatsoever, whatsoever. They don't go to the same churches. They don't go to the same school. They, they, they have no attachment to. So now you're, you're, you're policing people you don't even understand. Then why are you a cop? Why then? That's the second thing. Why are you a police officer? One thing I should never hear out of a police officer's mind, mouth, sorry, scared. You can't be scared at that job. You can't. 
You you can't be scared at that job. That's the that's one of those jobs like, you know what I'm saying, like a doctor. You can't have shaky hands and be a surgeon. You can't be a scared police officer. Training. Let's get on training. Where else in the world do you go to a class for 90 days and, and you become a police officer but in the United States? That's weird. That's just flat out weird. Most countries, you got to have military experience. There's years of training that you have to do to become a police officer. It, you ain't taking no damn 90, 90 day class and, oh, I passed the academy. I'm ready to protect and serve. That's how you get scared people with guns and authority. Policing people that they don't understand. That's my biggest thing. That's that. That's it. You drive. You, you watch these police officers drive around black communities. They got them weird rainbow glasses on a bald head. They just look like something about to go down. We was joking the other day. My friend was like, hey, what would you do if the police pulled you over? I was I told him, I said, by the time the cop got from his car to my car, I would be butt naked beating myself up. And I'd be like, because yeah, yeah. that's just where we at in America. That's just where we at. When you're a person of color and this is what this is what white people do not understand. And I got white listeners. I love y'all. When you're a person of color and you get pulled over, there's a certain level of anxiety and anxiousness and his, a history of unfair behavior. So therefore, my actions may not be your actions because my history has not been your history with the police. So things that you guys might think is like, why did he do that? Why is he running? We are scared. We're the ones scared. You can't have eight cops chasing down a dude in the dark without a gun. Scared? 90, 90 bullets? 60 bullets hit that box? For one, I'm an avid shooter. I am an avid shooter. I go to the range multiple times a month. 90 bullets between eight cops and 60 hit the target. What were you scared of? He, he was reaching for his waist. You tell me what you do after you run. Hmm? What's the first thing anybody does when they run and they tired, they reach for their waist. You saw no firearm. You saw no firearm. Then y'all showed us a picture um, that was TikTok edited. I don't even know what, what software y'all use. Cause I, I don't believe that to this day. And then another thing that the, the, the supposed gunshot, I could listen, I could be totally wrong. I could be totally wrong, but all I'm gonna say, I'm just gonna state my, my opinion. These, these are the things that me as a citizen, I have a problem with and somebody needs to explain them to me. The gunshot. I don't know where y'all live at, but where I live at, They've been fire. They've been doing fireworks since May. M80s, cherry bombs, all of it. They've been doing all that since May. Couldn't have been a firework. Just like the, the situation in Cleveland a couple years ago, where it was 
a clear situation where the car backfired as it drove past the police station and they took off like some bats out of hell and shot up that car and they were completely wrong. It was a backfire from the vehicle. So you're telling me it just couldn't have been a firework go off. Then this is my big one. You found the shell casing in 20 minutes in the dark on a high speed chase. I'll wait. I'll wait. I could throw out a baseball sized diamond in the middle of the highway and send 30,000 people out there to find it. It's going to take them longer than 20 minutes. Now, these are just my, these are just the things that I question. You know what I'm saying? These are just some of the things that I question. Now there could be a whole bunch more. You could have some stuff, please leave it in the comments. We could talk about it, but those are the things that I immediately just look at. And I'm just like, you know what? That's strange for me. And this is, this is how you get protests. This is how you get, you know, the situation where it's the police versus the people, even just, even with the riot situation, the police, Bear, you know, they protected the police station while they allowed all these other local businesses to be destroyed in downtown Akron. Protect and serve, protect and serve. You work at the behest of the people. When? When? It, it's, it's a lot to unpack in a short amount of time. And I really, I feel like it's one of those things where I'll get into it as it, as we get into the weeks leading up into the trial and the outcome of these investigations and, you know, everything like that. But, you know, just watching the press conference and seeing the footage, I'm just going to say like, you know, and I know not a lot of my listeners, this is not typically what, you know, I talk about on my show, but I felt like I needed to address this situation because so many people have asked me my opinion on it. I mean, and the show is called first off in my opinion. So this is my opinion on this situation. And my opinion is I'm disappointed and I feel like I'm being lied to. Now, if you can change my mind, if you can change my opinion with some facts and some proof you know what I'm saying? I, I'll listen. But until then, your story sounds fishy to me. Very fishy. Very aquatic, if you will. So that's where I'm going to leave that situation. And I wanted to start off with the killing of Jalen Walker because I just feel like it, it needed to be addressed um, and I, I'll probably address it more, but it'll be more specific. I'll probably bring on some people, some local people who knew him as a person, not just uh, a headline. So as we get into that, you know, what I'm saying just just stay tuned. Just give me a, a second because I need to, you know, get out and reach out to a few people. But that is something I want to do. I want to tell his story. I want to tell who who was he as a person. You know what I'm saying? I, I want I want that to be out there. So as we get into, you know, the main. The main. Why <laughs> you look stupid in that relationship, you know, you shouldn't be in. 
I am, you know, it's funny. It's funny that we, you know, we talk about these things like, you know, like it doesn't happen to us. Like it's almost like we're on autopilot and we find ourselves in these situations with, with people that, um, for whatever reason, we've built something with, we've stayed with over time, whether it's the fear of starting over, whether it's, you know, whatever it is, we feel stupid or dumb or, you know, you look back at it and you'd be like, why did I even do that? Why am I here? Why am I looking at you right now? Like, I hate your face. Your nose makes my butt itch. Like, it's a lot of stuff that go on and you like, why? So I want to just unpack a few things of how we actually get ourselves into these situations. And anybody who's listened to this show before, they know one thing I'm always going to say, you, we have to start judging people by their character and their integrity when you're not in a relationship with them. Like, who are they? I see people are, I see this online all the time on social media, uh, red flags, red flags, red flags. You've got to look for green flags, actual green flags. And then you got to weigh that out. Like what's a red flag? And then what's a red flag to you? Cause that's different for everybody. If you understand what I'm saying, a red flag is different for everybody. What you might consider a red flag is may not be a red flag for another person. Like, okay. Perfect example. A woman with kids. I'm, and I use this example earlier talking to someone, a woman with kids to a certain person is a red flag. A guy with kids. Oh, that's a red flag. But for me, I'd rather talk to a woman with kids because there's certain things that a woman with children know or they have about themselves that women with children don't have. They don't. And it's, and it's like, Oh, potential. Oh, you know, potential will have you behind the eight ball for real, for real. So like, I'll give you this example. So like you, you meet a woman who, you know, doesn't have children. There's, there's certain adversity that you go through in a relationship that a woman who has kids understands. There's certain hurdles and um, ways you need to be strategic about situations that a woman with children can handle, finagle, moderate, whatever, because she's handled children. There's a certain nurturing quality for, from a woman with children. So like I'm saying, like some people look at, oh, she got kids. Oh, I'm out. All right, then. Oh, he got kids. Oh, uh, uh, mm. it's what type of person they are. You know what I'm saying? Like you could like, oh, I, I see so many women like I'm 35, I'm 40, I'm 45. I ain't got no kids for me. That's a red flag. I'm 35. I'm 45. I don't get down with women all like that. I stick to myself. I stay to myself. I you know, I got a small circle. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. Them, them are all red flags to me. But see, see how, see how it's different for each person. The perspective on it is different for each person. 
For somebody, for somebody that works for them. Oh, she don't got no friends. Oh, she ain't got no kids. Oh, I can be everything for her. Yeah. I'm not trying to be everything for I feel like there's a balance people should have. People should have friends. People should have relationships. People should have family ties. People should have, you know, close confidants. I mean, people should have things. You you couldn't you shouldn't be at a certain age. You shouldn't be at 40, 45, 50, and you look back on your life and all you got is your job, your career, and money. That's a, that's an empty life for me. That's an empty shell of a person. If you know what I mean. So it's like, that's why I said you have to identify what is a red flag to you. And then you can't ignore them. I, I, I see a counsel. I won't say counsel. I coach women who have relationship issues with men. And some of the things that they complain about in these sessions are things that they knew day one. They knew day one. He was not a good father. Now, when you say good father, that is a perspective type thing. Everybody's not, you know, Cliff Huxtable. I'm not going to say the other name, but everybody's not Cliff Huxtable. So don't use that measuring stick against everybody. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's not Claire Huxtable. So it's like you you can't use that measuring stick and just say, OK, I'm going to use this overgeneralization. He's a bad dad because he's not Cliff Huxtable. No. So when I say, OK, when she was OK, so this this is she was talking about like basically she eventually had a child with this guy and he. You know, once their relationship filtered, he doesn't come get, you know, the kid. He doesn't, you know, help out financially. He doesn't do. And I backed it up. I backed that car all the way back to the beginning. And I was like, you thought it was cute when he wasn't taking care of his other kids. You ignored that. You thought it was about the baby's mom. Now, you know, it wasn't about the baby's mom because you're the baby's mom. You see what I'm saying here? Like you got to really look at what these dudes are actually doing. These women are actually doing like a, like a girl tried to talk to me like, and, and I swear when I say this, I'm not, you know, I don't want to be overly judgmental, but she didn't have custody of her kids. And that is a red flag for me. For one, I'm a protector of children. You know, that's my ministry. But so I can't. And I, I didn't get into why and all that kind of not going to get into that on, on the, the thing. I just feel like a mother should have her children. That could be biased. That can be whatever. I don't give. For me, that's a red flag. Then how she carried herself without children. That was another red flag. So that's why I said this whole thing of getting into a relationship with somebody and then looking back at it and being like, why am I even here? This is the most stupidest shit ever. Like it's you, you are ignoring too many things that matter. You're ignoring them. You're completely ignoring them. 
because for whatever reason, whether you got hit with a thunderbolt, whether, you know, all your, 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 your insides warm and fuzzy, you're ignoring things that you should not ignore. You're ignoring things that are important. You're in a relationship with somebody for what reason? That's the first thing. So if, if I'm in a relationship with somebody, why am I here? Do I want a long-term commitment? Do I want to get married? Do I want to buy a house? Do I want like financial security? Like what, what am I actually doing here? And I feel like a lot of people don't answer those, to ask those questions to themselves. Like they'll interview a date. They'll go on a date and, and be the host of 20 questions, but they haven't asked those questions to themselves. What do I really want? What do I really need? What do I really need out of a mate? And when you really start asking yourself the questions about what you need versus what you want, you need to get a sheet of paper out. On that sheet of paper, write what I need, write what I want. And then you got to ask yourself, how old are you? Because what you need at 30 is going to be drastically different than what you need at 40. And the same thing at 45, 50, 65, 70. We're very temporary as far as what we actually, the wants. Wants are typically temporary. Those are things that, you know, okay, during this period in my life, I would like this. You know what I'm saying? Like it was a period of my life. I wanted a two seater sports car. Not anymore. That's a lie. I still want that vet. I want the vet. I want the hood Lambo. I take, I take that back. That's a lie. But I'm just saying it was a, it was a major priority for me to have a two seat sports car. That's not a major priority for me now. So I say that to say, who are you and what do you want? How old are you? You know what I'm saying? Like we're getting older. The only thing that time is undefeated, undefeated. It will not lose. So you have to ask yourself, okay, I'm X age. This is my relationship status. I need something or I want something that I don't understand what I want or need. Let's keep it honest. Because most people who say they want to be in a relationship really don't know what a relationship even is. They know what the word is. They probably heard a meaning. They probably, you know, looked it up in the, the dictionary. But at the end of the day, they really don't know how it works and how they work in it. And the thing is, they've been with so many toxic people, they've considered their relationship history as knowledge. No, it's not. If I take you to the worst restaurant in America for 10 straight years, you are not a restaurateur or whatever, a foodie. No, you just know bad restaurants. That bad restaurant, that's all your experience is. Your whole life is based upon that bad restaurant. It's the same thing with a city. Like, you know, I see people who are living in a city and they'll they'll be like, oh, uh, 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 this, this city. Then you take them somewhere else and they'll be like, mm, they're different out here. It is different out here. Your experiences are limited. If you've been in toxic relationship after toxic relationship after toxic relationship, 
That's all you know. So when you actually meet somebody who actually got, you know, good intentions, integrity and character, you're not going to know what to do with it because you've never experienced it. You don't know how to embrace it. You don't even know if you want it. You don't even know if you need it. And after you get to a certain age, you start to self-sabotage. You start to, to throw your own wrench in it. Or you embrace, you, you'd be like, okay, let's do it. Let's try it. But then all of the, the, the skills that you have are from a bad relationship. So you bringing all these skills to the table from a toxic relationship. So the other person looking at you like, Fix it, Jesus. Who is she? Who is he? Like, where where do you come from? Who are you? And that's how you get yourself in a situation. And you're like, you looking stupid. Because you're like, I don't even know why I'm here with this person. Like, you know what I'm saying? And, 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 it's, and, and then you start, you know, you start butting heads. And you're not really butting heads because y'all two bad people. Y'all button heads because y'all don't know what y'all want. Y'all don't know what a relationship is. You don't have healthy relationship history. You don't reach out to the right people for therapy. You don't understand what you really want versus what you need. You're just basically putting it together every day, hoping that it works out. That is not how this thing works out. It just isn't. And you and you have to have real conversations and you have to be honest about where you want to be and who you want to be. Ask somebody, ask, ask whoever you dating. What's the difference between a helpmate and a partner? Ask them, ask them, what's the difference between a helpmate and a partner? It's going to, it's going to be a complex answer. And, and the thing is, ask some of your friends too. get, get, get a, get a nice little sampling. Because what you're going to hear is like little kids playing that game where you whisper in one kid's ear and he tell the next kid. And by the time it get all the telephone, by the time it get all the way back, you're going to be like, that ain't even what we're talking about. Because that's how bad the perception of those two things are. A helpmate versus a partner. It's, it's, it sounds very simple, but it's very difficult. A healthy relationship versus a toxic relationship. Once again, you would think they're drastically different. They're not at all. You have more, you probably have more toxic relationships with longer years than you have healthy relationships because people conform to what they're doing. Think about it. I know more people that have been in relationships for five, six, seven, eight, nine years, 10 years with a toxic person then getting in a relationship with a good person and it don't even last 90 days. Cause, cause you got to think sometimes the psychosis about that is trauma. 
Like trauma sometimes gets you more entrenched. You know what I'm saying? Like it, when you go through a trauma with somebody, it's like, you know, like war. Like you, you go to war with, you go to war. You see this all the time, like with soldiers, like they go to war together. They didn't know each other for Adam before they went to war. They go to war. They go to Afghanistan for 40 minutes. They best friends for the rest of their life. Cause that 40 minutes was hell and they went through it together. And that's sort of what a toxic relationship can be. Sometimes you go through so much hell with a person, you go through so much drama with a person that you, you get so connected to that person that you'd be like, I can't go nowhere else. This is all I know. This is, this is it. This is it. I don't care. You know, he came home, bounced me up against six walls. It wasn't seven. You know what I'm saying? She talked to me crazy every time she see me. She embarrassed me in front of all my friends, but she made me cheesecake last week. I'm telling you, these things become normal. And that's what I'm trying to tell you. You get so deep in these relationships and you be like, or even early in these relationships and you just look back at the person and you be like, how in the hazy did I get with you? Why am I here? And then you start looking stupid. You feel like you looking stupid. You like, all right, why am I even in this stuff? You know what I'm saying? Whether, whether stupid stuff is starting to happen, whether, um, you know, stupid, you getting involved with more stuff that's outside of your character, your integrity. You like, oh man, how did I even get here? Man, I just got into a fight at a gas station. What? 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 Come down. You skipping. Somebody said it in the comments already. You skipping. And hold on. Y'all saying I'm skipping. Hold on a second. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. Let me see. It could be your broadcast. Uh, it sounds awesome to me. So I'm going to keep going. And then you guys can listen to the audio version. But when I tell you that the the real problem with relationship dynamics in 2022 and moving forward is the fact of a breakdown in communications of perspective what we're actually looking at as far as relationships down this is this is this goes for marriages this goes for dating this goes for getting to know you this goes for talk the talking phase like what one person considers talking Another person considers a relationship. What one person considers, um, you know, we're in a relationship. The other person like, I just got her number. We talked on the phone a few times. It's perspective. It's perspective. And that's where you have to have the right conversations initially and all the time. So when and then like, even if you, if you progress to the, to the level of marriage, it's like you have people who are married, who've been married, who are married for totally different reasons, totally different reasons. Like I'm married to her for financial security, da, 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 da. She's married to me 
for emotional support, da da da. And the thing is, it, it it works. Sometimes that works. But the thing is, I feel like the 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 conversation of knowing why someone is married to you is the most important thing. And that's where I feel like we run into that problem of people disconnecting why they're married or in relationships because they don't know why they're there. And they're guessing and they're assuming like guys sit around and they'd be like, well, I, you know, I work, I give her my check and, you know, the bills is paid and she's taken care of. But when the last time you took her out, when the last time you made her feel special, when the last time you looked at her and told her, you know, you loved her and that she was special and that, she, you know, what I'm saying you could not do this without her. Well, uh, um. I had uh I had got her a Slurpee at the Sonic. I'm like, nigga. <laughs> Listen, we have to become more vocal and tell each other what it is we want. Tell each other what we need. Everything. We have to. And I guess my thing is, and I'm a, I'm a, I'm gonna wrap it up on this, is we have to be better to each other about talking to each other about everything, even the things that are uncomfortable, because that's those are the things that I think break the cycle. Like, okay, if we talk about something that's uncomfortable and we come up to a resolution to it, now we can move forward. We can actually build something. But if you keep letting stuff slip through the cracks, you got stuff going backwards, forwards, and it's just not working. It's just, it's never going to work because you're never going to talk about it. So, I mean, I just want everybody tonight to, you know, think about what I just brought up to the table. Uh, once again, first off, in my opinion, season four, episode one is in the books. Um, we're going to get into this whole Jalen Walker thing in the future. Um, like I say, at every show, you know, what I'm saying God put everything you want right outside to reach. And it's up to you to overextend to get it. My name's Tom Swoop. This is first off, in my opinion, and I'm out.